little known fact. Little known fact. Yeah. Chip's real name is actually Chipstifer Hezekiah Bungard. Little known fact. Yeah. Well, we like to give out these little known facts from time to time. Yeah, a little, a little factoid. A little yeah. snippet. Sounds, sounds good, yeah. 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 We'd like to try to, you know, give you some information like that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I think I'm about there. Okay, very good. Well, welcome back to Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Two semi-ordinary pastors reading an extraordinary book yep. for some people. Some great people. <laughs> sure. Great. Adjectives abound. Hey, we are excited to continue... Uh, yeah. reading in Isaiah today. Uh, we switched from this sort of prophetical poetry of Isaiah to a narrative yesterday about Sennacherib coming and threatening Israel and stuff. And now Hezekiah in Isaiah chapter 37. We're going to read this. Hezekiah. Did you say Sennacherib? Yeah. That's I, how I, was I always say Sennacherib. I don't know, man. You know who I like? Tiglath Pileser. Yeah, little known fact about Chip. Yeah. His real name is Tiglath Pileser. Yeah. yeah, you should name your turtles Tiglath and Pileser. I don't have turtles. You're going to have you have sing. turtles. I do. I just have turtles in my yard. Yeah. They already have names. Hmm. Okay, let's go. Well, the ones I drop off at your house, you can name them that. Okay, okay, so here we go. Hezekiah seeks the Lord's help. Good. When King Hezekiah heard their report, he tore his clothes and put on burlap and went into the temple of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in burlap, to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos. They told him, this is what King Hezekiah says. Today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. But perhaps the Lord your God has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, pray for us. Pray for those of us who are left. Yeah, we should have wore burlap today. I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can Here tell. I am wearing my yeah. burlap. Okay. After King Hezekiah... His officials, they delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet, replied, saying, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me from the Assyrian king's messengers. Listen, I myself will move against him, and the king will receive a message that he is needed at home. So he will return to this land where I will have him killed with a sword. Meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lachish and was attacking Libna. Soon afterward, King Sennacherib uh, received word that King Terkaka of Ethiopia, he was leading an army to fight against him. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. This is the message for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God, in whom you trust, deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Have the gods of other nations rescued them, such as such nations as Gozan, Haran, Resef, and the people of Eden who were in Tel Asar? My predecessors destroyed them all. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sepharvaim, Hina, and Iva? After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. O Lord of heaven's armies, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. 
You alone create heavens and earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and, and see. Listen to Sennacherib's word of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of these nations into the fire and burned them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Now, O Lord our God, rescue us from, from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. Isaiah predicts Judah's deliverance. Then Isaiah, son of Amos, sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Because you prayed about King Sennacherib of Syria, the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look with such haughty eyes? It was the Holy One of Israel. But your messengers have defiled the Lord. You have said, With my many chariots I have conquered the highest mountains, yes, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest heights and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my foot I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago I planned it, and now I'm making it happen. I plan for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of trouble, rubble. <laughs> that is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass, as easily trampled as tender green shoots. They are like grass sprouting on a housetop, scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you well, where you stay and, where, and when you come and go. I know the way you have raged against me. And because of your raging against me and your arrogance, which I have heard for myself, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I will make you return by the same road on which you came. And then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Here is the proof that what I say is true. This year you'll eat only what grows up by itself, and next year you'll eat what springs up from that. But in the third year you'll plant crops and harvest them. You'll tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will put roots down in your own soil and grow up and flourish. For a remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem, a group of survivors from Mount Zion. The passionate commitment of the Lord's heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march outside its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. He will not enter this city, says the Lord. For my own honor and for, my own, and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. That night the angel of the Lord went out to the Assyrian camp, and he killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. When the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. He went home to his capital of Nineveh, and he stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god, Nisroch, his sons Adremelech and Sherezer killed him with their swords. Mm. Then they escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, Ut Esarhaddon became the next king of Assyria. Isaiah chapter 38, Hezekiah's sickness and his recovery. About that time, Hezekiah became deathly ill, and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, went to visit him. He gave the king this message, saying, This is what the Lord says. Set your affairs in order, for you are going to die. 
you will not recover from this illness. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Remember, O Lord, how I have always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. Then this message came to Isaiah from the Lord. Go back to Hezekiah and tell him, This is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. I've heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life, and I'll rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. Yes, I will defend this city. And this is the sign from the Lord to prove that he will do as he promised. I will cause the sun's shadow to move 10 steps backwards on the sundial of Ahaz. So the shadow on the sundial moved backward 10 steps. Hezekiah's poem of praise. When King Hezekiah was well again, he wrote this poem. I said, In the prime of my life, must I now enter the place of the dead? Am I to be robbed of the rest of my years? I said, Never again will I see the Lord God while still in the land of the living. Never again will I see my friends or be with those who live in this world. My life has been blown away like a shepherd's tent in a storm. It has been cut short. As when a weaver's cut cuts cloth from a loom, suddenly my life feels over. I waited patiently all night, but I was torn apart as though by lions. Suddenly my life was over. Delirious, I chattered like a swallow or a crane, and then I moaned like a mourning dove. My eyes grew tired of looking to heaven for help. I am in trouble, Lord. Help me. But what could I say? For he himself sent the sickness. Now I will walk humbly throughout my years because of this anguish I have felt. Lord, your discipline is good, for it leads to life and health. You restore my health and allow me to live. Yes, this anguish was good for me, for you have rescued me from death and forgiven all my sins. For the dead cannot praise you. They cannot raise their voices in praise. Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. Only the living can praise you as I do today. Each generation tells of your faithfulness to the next. Think of it. The Lord is ready to heal me. I will sing his praises with instruments every day of my life in the temple of the Lord. Isaiah has said to Hezekiah's servants, Make an ointment from figs and spread it over the boil, and Hezekiah will recover. And Hezekiah had asked, What sign will prove that I will go to the temple of the Lord? Isaiah chapter 39, Envoys from Babylon. Soon after this, Meroadach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift. He had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick and that he'd recovered. Hezekiah was delighted with the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in this treasure houses. The silver, the gold, the spices, the aromatic oils. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in this royal treasuries. There was nothing in this palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where were they from? Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. Why did they see your palace? asked Isaiah. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Listen to this message from the Lord of Heaven's armies. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who will serve in the palace of Babylon's king. Then King Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given me from the Lord, it's good. For the king was thinking, at least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. That's pretty selfish. Yeah. Okay, so back to Psalm 76 Psalm 76. This is for the choir director, a psalm of Asaph to be accompanied by stringed instruments. 
God is honored in Judah. His name is great in Israel. Jerusalem is where he lives. Mount Zion is his home. There he has broken the fiery arrows of the enemy, the shields and swords and weapons of war. You are glorious and more majestic than the everlasting mountains. Our boldest enemies have been plundered. They lie before us in sleep of death. No warrior could lift a hand against us. At the blast of your breath, O God of Jacob, their horses and chariots, they lay still. No wonder you are greatly feared. Who can stand before you when your anger explodes? From heaven you sentenced your enemies. The earth trembled and stood silent before you. You stand up to judge those who do evil, O God, and to rescue the oppressed of the earth. Human defiance only enhances your glory, for you use it as a weapon. Make vows to the Lord your God and keep them. Let everyone bring tribute to the awesome one, for he breaks the pride of princes, and king, and the kings of the earth fear him. That All is right. our reading for today. Okay. That seemed, that felt a lot longer than it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, good stuff. So, hey, when we're doing this, we're always thinking, so what? And where's Jesus? So, Chip? Yep. So what, man? Yeah, what I appreciate about the reading today is uh, Hezekiah was a, uh, a man of prayer. Yeah. King of prayer. Yep. Um, he went to God for all kinds of stuff. He had challenges in his life, his life <laughs> itself, but also challenges around him and in him. And uh, he clearly set the example and he went to God in prayer. Mm-hmm. And he asked God for help and just laid it all out. And I think that is a good example for us and we also know that Jesus prayed and he sets the example and prayer is something that is just highlighted um, all throughout scripture this idea of uh, connecting with our God the one true God mm-hmm. and we go to him about anything and everything so the so what today really comes down to this do you have a do you have a prayer time you know, I know you pray without ceasing. That's what we're told to do, and that's awesome, but a lot of us don't do that. Yeah, we so, just say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I pray without ceasing, yeah. Um, but it, I, I always think, you know, Jesus had a, a dedicated time, yep. and I think we should too, you know. I mean, I think there's a lot of freedom there when you do it, where you do it, how you do it. Um, I know I have my routine, and I like it. I can get better at it. Um, but I would encourage you to have your prayer time, course, pray without ceasing as God guides you and leads you. Pray with someone, pray for someone, pray for yourself and others, and, and just listen at times. Part of my prayer time, Eric, is just sometimes just listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even say anything. And I'm just, you know, I do my prayer walks and, and I just say, okay, I'm here. What do you got? <laughs> and, um, and, and that's also part of prayer. It's not just talking, it's Absolutely. listening. Yeah. So I would encourage you, come up with your time and then put a message, I guess, whatever platform you use and say, here's what I'm doing and just kind of share it with others and maybe that will encourage people to yeah. have their dedicated prayer time. That's awesome. And uh, there you go. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, Hannah and I have uh, never really been a couple that prayed together, but now Good. we are, and it is yeah. It's awesome. Wow. Like, it's so great. So You know, a couple that prays together stays together. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The moment you stop praying, Very the moment you stop staying. Oh, wow. <laughs> great. I just made that up. That was really good, Chip. The last part I made up. He's going to write a book. Okay, so where's Jesus? Where is he? Uh, I think Hezekiah got sick, recovered, and turned around to worship God. And he said some amazing things, you know. Um, you know, he just, he was just celebrating that. I would do. That he went through that hardship, but it was so good for him. And then he says, uh, you've rescued me from death and forgiven all my sins. 
For the dead cannot praise you, they cannot raise their voices in praise. Those who go down to the grave can no longer hope in your faithfulness. And I think at the time, with the information Hezekiah had about reality, this was a great prayer. Mm -hmm. I think if you prayed it today, you'd be dead wrong. No pun intended. Mm. Um, you know, the forgiven, for, rescue me from death and forgive my sins, absolutely. Yeah. But the dead can't praise you. They can't raise their voices in praise. I disagree. I think uh, even when we, if we were, if we were to die today, I don't think that we would be in the fully consummated heaven that we read about in Revelation. But we would certainly be in a place where we could praise God. And the, the idea here is this: that that Christ has unlocked. And I don't want to get too theological here. Christ has unlocked a whole different avenue of afterlife. So I believe, and I don't know where you are with this, Chip. Certainly this is an orthodox belief, but not something that you have to believe to be saved or anything like that. I believe that when Christ died, he went down into the grave and did what Ephesians says that, you know, he led captives free. I think that he grabbed up all the Old Testament saints and said, you're coming with me. It's time for paradise. Not the fully consummated heaven that we read about at the end of time, but I believe he went down and he did that. And so I think at Hezekiah's time, when he was when he died, I think he went to that place and waited for after the crucifixion, Christ to come down and scoop up those Old Testament saints and bring them to paradise, which is not fully heaven, but paradise, which is if you were to die today, that's where you would go. And then heaven will come in Revelation chapter 21. So all of that to say, this was the the process of the day when Hezekiah was king, yet today it's much different. And why is it different? Well, it's different because of Jesus. It's different because yeah. of the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. So, and, and today it's different for that. So we never have to feel hopeless. We never have to feel like when we die, we won't be able to worship God or you know any of these things that he kind of said, which again, this was a great prayer when he prayed it. Today, when we die, that's a gateway to real life. you know. And so there's no waiting. There's no... Like, we're there. We're in paradise, you know. So, And that's kind of where we're at. So that's where Jesus is in the passage today, talking okay. about death in the afterlife. Obviously, he plays a huge, huge, massive role in that. So that's where he yeah, is. Yeah, I just think of, you know, to be absent. From the body is to be present with the yeah, Lord. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there you go. That's, that's to your point. Okay. So, all right, guys. We'll have a great day. We're have gonna, a great one. Yeah. We're going to pick up at Isaiah again tomorrow. So we'll see you there. All right. Bye.